are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today, as always, is my co-host, Lena McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Lena, what's going on? Not much. Uh, Wednesday, we're, we're this is actually like a Tuesday for the Cowboys, yes, right? Because right. They're, they're practicing on Monday. I mean, they're playing on Monday. So uh, it's kind of an off week. We've had a little bit of just two of the three weeks so far have been off weeks. So we're still trying to figure out and, and adjust to the Cowboys schedule while we're getting onto our normal podcast schedule. Too. Uh, the good news for us is it gives us time to answer some Twitter questions that we're going to get to. Um, but before we do that, Lana, I just I want to open the stage to you because I know you got to study the All-22 last night. Any, any big thoughts from watching that? Man, I, I love Odigizua. I'm excited about him. Um, uh, I, I'm just enamored with Dalton Schultz, man. I, I, I like That catch he made on third down, going back and watching the All-22, uh, I think I posted a picture of him snagging and just like the end zone angle really shows you just – he was basically like doing like a slide into second base. It was while a he was pretty incredible out. catch, wasn't it? Absolutely incredible, especially with a guy on top of him. And then, you know, there was another play. I think it was on was it on Zeke's run where he where he just buried uh, uh, Bosa. Was it the touchdown uh, run? Uh, yeah, I think it yeah. was. Yeah. yeah, it's just yeah. So there's a lot of a lot of little things stuck out. I mean, I think uh, you know. Again, I feel good about how the defense played overall. I didn't think that they, you know, considering who was playing on the field, I thought that they really play, had a great game plan. Um, and I thought that, you know, some of these younger players, some of these other players that we haven't necessarily been expecting have really stepped up. And then the offensive line was just, I mean, it's just confirmed what we saw, you know, from the non-end uh, zone tape. It's mm-hmm. just, you know, burying guys and really, really doing a good job in the run game. They definitely uh, had some pass protection struggles more than it kind of you could see from the kind of sidelines uh, broadcast right. view. Right. Um, but I mean, it, it certainly just kind of shows you what a dangerous, uh, what a difficult combination the Cowboys offensive line combined with Dak's pocket movement uh, really is for, for teams that are trying to pass versus the Cowboys. It's just not, it's just not working very well for them. Zach Martin played really, really well in this game. That's all I want to say. Absolutely. Talked about him yesterday. Go back and listen to that show. Played, played really, really well. Might as uh, well reiterate it, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, let's get to some questions. Landon, this first one from Kyle. I feel like it's directed right towards you. Oh, boy. Why can't we just enjoy a win instead of tearing it apart? We only get eight to ten of these a year, and ten of our luckiest. <laughs> but why are, we, why are we doing this to ourselves? I don't know. I mean, honestly, it's a question I've been asking myself for, for years. Like other teams seem to be able to enjoy their wins. And, and it's, it, it seems like that window of like enjoying wins, like gets smaller every year too. It's like, I don't know. I think, yeah, we, why can't we talk about a win without, you know, uh, ooh, well, we're going to lose Kellen Moore next year or, you know, well, that's, or, oh. that's good. Or, Mike McCarthy has no idea what he's doing when it comes to clock management and the special bones fossil doesn't know what he's doing. And I mean, like picking lucky. Up, <laughs> yeah. Like looking at plays that like had very little impact in the game that were negative and just like being, oh, well, that happened. We didn't play a perfect game to win. Right. Uh, yeah. I, I agree. I, I think 
in a, winning in the NFL is incredibly difficult. We should be celebrating each one of these. It's just, you know, in the NFL, losing hurts more than winning helps or feels good or whatever, I, however that phrase is, right? That's exactly the way it is, right? Like, we have so much to talk about with losses, but as soon as the Cowboys win a game, we're already thinking about the next one, right? It's just we don't we don't spend too much time on wins. So just the nature of being a Dallas Cowboys That's, fan. I it's a sad way to live, unfortunately, but it, it, um, you may be right. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know, kind of build a Twitter brand off of it. So it's not too, too bad. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got uh, nothing to say there, buddy. You're absolutely uh, right. Uh, all right. Let's get into some actual questions. Uh, this one, Lana, I think I, we've got like 15 of these. So we might as well just address it, address it, address it. We'll use this one from Jason. How will the defense use Micah Parsons for the rest mm. of the season? You know, look, I don't know how to make this any clearer. It's very clear that this is a per opponent game plan team. Mm. So, uh, you know, this week they're playing Jalen Hurts, who uh, is a very mobile quarterback. He can uh, hurt you with his legs. If he doesn't see it with his first few reads, he can take off and run. Um, so I would imagine that they use Mike in a combination of trying to spy on, on Jalen Hurts. They'll use him a little bit as a defensive end. I, I think, you know, trying to predict what the – what the Cowboys are going to do with Micah Parsons for the rest of the season is, is incredibly difficult. If you want to, if you want to talk about a specific opponent, I think we can kind of triangulate what potentially could be his, uh, uh, his role against that opponent. But I don't think that you're going to be able to properly, you know, guesstimate what, what exactly the role is for a player going here forward. This is not, this is not the Cowboys of, of old, right? Where, They do their thing, and you've got to beat them trying to do their thing at their best. They are adjusting per opponent, and so that means the roles that their key players are playing will adjust per opponent as well. We've talked about before, time and time again, how the Cowboys wouldn't know how to use kind of these scheme-dependent players like Tyron Matthew or Derwin James. And we even heard it a little bit like when Jalen Ramsey was coming out of college. Like, is he a corner? Is he a safety it's pretty clear that Parsons is their version of like a Derwin James, right? They're just going to move him all over the place. They're going to find mismatches and try to exploit him that, you know, exploit offenses that way. I actually think you're losing quite a bit of his value. If you say, Hey, he's only a defensive end this week, because there's going to be games where that just doesn't make sense to do that. There's going to be games where it makes sense to do it. So I think it's just better for everybody. If, if he's just a, a front seven piece, and that's just kind of what we call him, Landon. He's a player. Real quick, it, yeah, I mean, I think Jalen Ramsey is a great example because the the cornerback versus safety debate. He comes out to Jacksonville and plays brilliantly at cornerback. He moves out to he for some reason goes to Los Angeles and is uh, brilliant as a cornerback. But then ultimately, his best role was kind of in this star position where mm-hmm. they allows him to play a little bit. It's like a nickel combined with the safety, combined with the corner. Uh, and, and ultimately, that's the spot that allows him to make the most plays. And with the Cowboys, I think it's similar similar situation. You just want Parson out there making plays, you know, and, and, and where you need to deploy him is dependent on who you're facing that week. So uh, they will deploy him in a variety of different ways. There was a reason that they were cross-training him all throughout training camp. Uh, it's because they plan on using him wherever they need him. I agree. Uh, I'm going to put you on a spot really quickly. You were on the same boat as I was during the draft at pick 12. We both wanted Rashawn Slater after two games. 
who should have been the pick there for the Cowboys? You know, I, I I think I think Parsons was a good pick. I mean, clearly, well, that's not, they, whoa, 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 whoa. That's not what I asked. I think, Par- you, really? I, I think I think Parsons I think Parsons should be the pick because uh, I think you know you look at. You know, we're not going to sit here and pretend that we didn't need it, that we aren't going to draft for any need, right? And I think that with Slater, you know, there's a little bit of revisionist history here now because everyone's saying, "Oh, if you had Slater, you would have been kicking him out of tackle right now." No, 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 no. That's not what would have happened. No. If if he had been drafted, he would have been worked in at guard. And look at the situation at guard right now. We have three good guards right now. And if Rashawn Slater was there, we'd have four. And that's great. And maybe they kick him out and he kind of does something else there. And, and you're, But I just think that the impact that Parsons has had on this defense so far would have been greater than the impact that Rashawn Slater. Now, that's that's the answer for right now. Let's, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it in four years, you know, because that may be a different story. This has nothing to, to take away from Micah Parsons because he's been far better than I think you and I have ever anticipated. I'm just still taking the tackle, right? Like, and we again, we talked about having him play guard, having him play tackle down the road. I just think if you think there's a all pro caliber offensive lineman in the draft, and I think both you and I think he's still going to be that, you take him. So it's more of a positional value thing than anything else. But I don't think the Cowboys think, are upset with the decision. I, I think the problem with the positional value argument is that what's the position that you're valuing Micah Parsons at? It's hard to quantify. I think the last two games have really proven that. Okay, and that's fair. I would still take a tackle over an elite edge. That's, you know what I mean? That's fair. That's fair. I, I, I don't. I think it's a tie goes to the runner situation. I mean, it's so close at this point now. The positional value is definitely a thing, but I also think that the need and the fit is pretty pretty snug between Micah Parsons. Sure. So. I think you could easily make an argument either way at this point. All right, let's take a quick break so I can tell you guys about Bet Online. We are back and better than ever. All eyes are turned to the gridiron as teams are back to start another football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season with a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests. BetOnline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That is double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use promo code NFL100. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all of the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. All right, Landon, this next question comes from Mark. He wants to know, Dak had zero runs on Sunday, and I believe only one against Tampa Bay. Are we seeing a trend to protect him more by not giving him very many design runs? Hmm. I I don't know if we can quite go there yet because it may be game plan specific. I mean, we've only seen two games. Uh, They clearly were – you know, I, I, I remember I think we saw at least one run with Dak in the, the Bucks game, if I'm not mistaken. He did have on one, it. and he looked so Yeah. Um, so I think I think he's – I don't know that they're necessarily uh, avoiding it, um, but I but I also – I just don't know that we have enough of a sample size to know for sure. The game plans in the last two weeks, they haven't necessarily called for it. I, I, if, if we don't see anything for the next two weeks where he's uh, taking any balls, but especially inside the red zone, then, then maybe, maybe. Maybe that's what we're looking at. Um, but I, I don't know that I'm quite ready to go 
there I would just, just say the sample size is small. The sample size is small, but I would say it's still less than a year since he suffered the in- injury. And it's been, I mean, what is it? Probably nine months since he had the second ankle surgery. So it's not all that surprising if Dak is still a little bit hesitant of taking off. And maybe he just feels like he doesn't have the same athleticism and burst back yet. And maybe we'll see it by the end of the year. I actually kind of expect that as he gets more comfortable, he gets further removed from that injury and that surgery. I, I expect to see him run more, but he doesn't, he, they, they don't need him to run for this offense to be successful. I think that's what they're finding out. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think ultimately where he is the most valuable as a runner is in the red zone. Yep. Um, so if they had continued to struggle in the red zone and, and, and were intentionally avoiding having him run the football, uh, that's probably where I would notice, Hey, this is a concerted effort not to have him run the football. But as of right now, the sample size is kind of small and, and you're, there's not necessarily been a need, or need for including him in the run game in that way. Yeah. I wouldn't worry about it yet. Um, all right. This next one comes from Justin. And I, I like this question. Should Dallas give J Ron the hearse curse? I like that middle oh, that little nickname, the box like safety that. role full time. I love his ability to cover tight ends and running backs. I mean, I, I love that we have this option, right? That we have choices at safeties. What are we talking about? I don't even know what this mm-hmm. is. Um, it's I better than are... we used to have the argument. Can Sean Lee play safety? Like, I remember actual people sending that question into us. Do you think Sean Lee can play box safety for us? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I think uh, I think Casey, I mean, uh, uh, Hurst has definitely earned uh, an uptick in play. You know, I think like that last week was was extremely eye opening. Um, you know, I don't know if well, it'll be interesting to see if he can continue that up, you know, week to week, uh, if that consistency can stay. Um, but I'm definitely looking at more three safety packages. You know, I at this point, I, it appears that <laughs> I can't believe I'm about to say this. Safety is a strength of this team. Uh, they've <laughs> got players, right? Well, I mean, I. I've got at least three guys in the safety room that I would like to be on the field a lot, you know? So yeah, I would say that they all deserve uh, their, the playing time they've been getting. And, and I think curse, uh, even when Wilson comes back, probably deserves an uptick. Maybe you play him a little bit in that uh, nickel role, uh, you know, in that kind of three, three safeties. I mean, imagine a, a defense with Parsons and, and curse as your linebackers <laughs> and, uh, that's that's a pretty fast, pretty hard-hitting defense. So um, I will say, I will say, when Donovan Wilson is healthy, he is the one safety that I want out there a majority of the time. He's sure. the guy that just seems like he is the playmaker, right? And he's not afraid to come up and fill run gaps and to take on blockers. And I think he can cover, I don't know, the best of the group, but I think he just has the best overall skill set. Shout out to Joe Yags, by the way. Uh, I, I, he's the one guy I probably want out there. The other ones are a little bit more interchangeable. I yeah. think the answer is Landon. I think more three safety looks are probably in the Cowboys future here. Absolutely. I agree. Uh, yeah. And I, I also agree with what you said. I think Wilson to me is the most interchangeable, the guy with the most balanced skill set of these guys. I think, you know, curse and, and, uh, and, you know, uh, KZ and and all and, and even Hooker to some degree, I think they are going to thrive when you put them in scenarios where uh, you you can avail them of, of their specific skill sets. Whereas I think Wilson can kind of make plays from wherever you put him if as needed. Now they have some options too. Like if they want, if a team comes out in eleven personnel and you want to stay in your big nickel, KZ has experience covering slot guys. Like he can do that yeah. if you need to. 
And the probably the situation that you do that is in like, I don't know, third and three. If you if you're not quite sure if they're going to run the ball or if they're going to pass it, that makes some sense. Hooker obviously I think is better as a deep safety. Curse matching up against tight ends probably his best role. And we just talked about Wilson kind of can do a little bit of everything. So they've got four guys they like quite a bit. I also really like Landon how Israel Makamu isn't being forced into action. Like this is yeah. great for him long term, right? Just be a little bit to basically be on the team practicing but not getting exposed and getting his confidence shaken is just wonderful for his long-term future yeah absolutely and it gives you a guy in your back pocket that you know something goes to curse if 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 curse becomes a guy that you rely on and that role is something that you rely on i think uh uh Mikami is the guy that can kind of step in if something were to happen to curse and, and take that spot just in case where does reggie robinson fit into the safety room next year because we know they're going to move him like four more times between now and then <laughs> I th- you know honestly i thought he was coming on a little bit at the corner at, at so, corner at corner yeah, yeah at corner i think that you know that's where they'll keep him at, at corner safety Cor- corner <laughs> safety. <laughs> poor reggie robinson i feel terrible uh, for him. uh maybe maybe next year he can beat out jordan lewis and anthony brown and save a little bit of money there we'll see uh let's take a quick break to tell you guys about direct tv direct tv stream brings you live tv and on-demand favorites together like never before which means you can watch your favorite shows, movies, and TV, or shows, movies, and sports all in one place. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So stop waiting and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Also want to tell you guys about Built Bar. You know Built Bar, best tasting protein bar out there. They actually sent me a, a new bar that I can't reveal yet, but it's very, very good. Uh, be on the lookout for that one. It's real chocolate with amazing flavors and just a great combination of low calories, high protein, and low sugar with no crazy additives. Best of all, they taste fantastic. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your next box at BuiltBar.com. Did they hook you up, Landon? I did. They did. I, I cannot reveal the uh, top secret yeah. uh, flavor, but uh, it's very, very it's good. Uh, all right. A couple more questions before we, we head out. Everybody wants to know about cornerback two. What's the what are the Cowboys going to do? Is it eventually going to be Kelvin Joseph's job? Are they just going to keep rolling with Anthony Brown? Let's give give our weekly thoughts on Anthony Brown here, Landon. I mean, I thought Anthony Brown had a good week this week. You know, outside I, I of mean, his I, one missed tackle on Mike Williams, which you know, honestly, that's which is ironic because that's been the thing that I felt like he's been the most consistent at. You yeah. know, is is he's been a pretty solid tackler. So. Um, yeah, I, I thought that, you know, Anthony Brown actually played a pretty good game. I, that doesn't mean that I'm, you know, holding off the, 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 the replacements, but I, I think at this point, you know, we got to see these young guys play snaps, you know, yeah. it's not, it's, it, I mean, Joseph's still on IR and that's why he hasn't, um, but they haven't put, they haven't put right out there. And, and I think, um, you know, ultimately it's going to be a situation where they need to work their way into the starting job. You can't just yeah. throw them out there as the starter. So, you know, I think, is this the last, so is I th- I'm pretty sure yeah, that we Joseph's should talk about eligible. this because a couple of people have asked this uh, guys that are eligible to return after this week, include Neville Gallimore. Doesn't mm-hmm. sound like he's quite ready yet, Landon, but not too long. Like he's, he's not back already, in week four, which is good. week five, week six, he'll be ready to go. Yeah. Kelvin Joseph, haven't heard much on that one. Groin injuries are typically, I don't know, four to five week things. My guess is they're going to ease him back in. He will probably come off the injured reserve list, but I wouldn't be surprised if 
he's not even active in week four. I, I think they're going to be very cautious there. Yeah, my, my general thought process with Joseph in the corners is that I think the 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 landmark we need to look for is midseason, right? Yeah. Like, let's see where they are midseason. I'm not saying that midseason is when they should be taking over that spot, but midseason should be the time when those guys are starting to make their move, right? Exactly. We're starting to see that we're starting to see them not only play, but see maybe an uptick in their play. Uh, and then, you know, that's right when we'll kind of remeasure the, you know, thanks. What's the old Parcel saying? You find out where this team is after Thanksgiving. Uh, you know, I think that's kind of probably a good, you know, line of demarcation for the these corners as well. A set kind of a secondary uh, landmark after midseason, and that's that's what we'll have to go is just reevaluate at midseason after they've gotten some snaps under their belt. It's really hard to determine right now because again, haven't played a single. Joseph has yet to play a single NFL snap. So yep. uh, let's see let's see how they do in their early. Uh, early exposure and then, you know, kind of reevaluate once we get a little bit further along the season. By the way, do you know who they play on Thanksgiving? Oh, it's someone interesting. I can't remember off the top of my head. It's the two and O Las Vegas Raiders. What a game. That's, that's gonna right. Be. That's why it's interesting because you get to, you get to do <laughs> both of your jobs at one time, all while well, eating Thanksgiving. I, I really enjoyed last Sunday. I got to watch both of my teams play between the, the Raiders and the Steelers. I want to fly. It was, it was really enjoyable. <laughs> I love that you're finally admitting that you're a Steelers fan. It's just uh, good to hear. Stop it. It's stop admitting it. is the first step. Stop. Marcus, so. uh, I've <laughs> never been happier with a non-cowboy outcome in a long, long time. Just, just putting that out there. Uh, last question. This one is from at Texas underscore troll 12. So he asked specifically for you, Landon, uh, is know. Osa the number one defensive tackle on this team when Neville Gallimore comes back? What, what a question. Not the one technique. Is he the best defensive tackle on this team? Uh, probably initially be, because, yeah. you know, they're, they're, they'll work him back. They'll work Gallimore back in, but they have a lot of faith in Gal. I mean, obviously they really like Osa and what he's done. And, and for a rookie defensive tackle, I think he's really come on strong uh, and, and just really taken to the role very quickly. I would imagine they'll work Gallimore in slowly as he comes back. I mean, just, you know, they, they got to make sure he's in shape. The good news is that it's an, a shoulder upper body injury. Yep. So his legs are probably, you know, he's probably he's been working on the cords already. Good, yep. good air and yeah, good, you know, good, good leg work. So he's not going to need a, a ton of time to kind of get all the way back to speed. Now working through that shoulder is going to be tough. So, but I do think that, you know, they really, really like Gallimore. They expect big things from him. So, uh, I would not be at all surprised to see him get that starting spot back once once he gets back into the rotation. So Gallimore and Osa, I think long-term, at least late into the season, are going to be your starting defensive tackles for this team. Who do you like better so far, just based on what you've seen between Carlos Watkins and Brent Urban? I think Watkins, because I do think that uh, Watkins has provided a little bit more uh, stoutness um, in the run game. And, and I think that, you know, I kind of would like to see them use urban in, in some more ways, you know, like maybe a little bit, I thought for sure we would see some snaps with urban as a defensive end um, mm -hmm. and just kind of working with different guys in different combinations like that. And maybe some different fronts. And, and I wonder we if we'll will. see him this week. I, I wouldn't yeah, be surprised if it's this week. Let's not get into too much game planning, but my thought process after watching the Eagles is that the Cowboys should really consider, you know, using large defensive ends and trying to collapse the pocket as opposed to pass rushing uh, and, hurts and, and basically try to keep hurts in the pocket. And if he's going to move, then, make a move up rather than sideways. And then green dog, him, 
right? Yep. And then and then and then have and have Parsons basically green dog him where Parsons he, and Neil, I think. Those are the yeah, two, he's right? just watching. He's just either mirroring him if if he's passing, he's blitzing. If it's a run, then he's playing the run. You know, I think you know it's that's that's probably a, a way to work. So, anyways, my, my point is is that I think you know Urban and and, and Walk uh, Watkins are mostly kind of like your your chess piece defensive tackles, the the dirty grind guys that you're gonna put in wherever you need them yep. to make the rest of the scheme work, basically. And Bohana is your zero technique, and there's only gonna be certain teams that he plays a lot of snaps against. My feeling is probably not many this week against Philadelphia. Just kind of a guess. I'm, I'm thinking you're going to want more athletic guys in there, but we'll we'll talk about that later on in the week as we continue our preview for that Cowboy Eagle Monday Night Football matchup. Uh, you can follow Landon on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can follow the show at Locked On Cowboys. Continue to download, subscribe, support the podcast. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. We'll see you guys next time.